Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today we wrap up our Lent 4 series looking at uh, war and peace from a Christian perspective, how to think about war and peace. And I just want to say that I just have this strong feeling like I've just scratched the surface. I've just begun to raise this question and probably created more questions for you. And of course, the nature of this podcast is this is not this is not a deep dive podcast. And so, you know, maybe this will, if you want to go deeper with this, if this is not enough for you, I'd encourage you to be and explore some of these questions or reach out to me. I'd love to talk more as well and can can reason through this more. But um, I want to do this last episode by sort of just sharing my own personal perspective. And I think just because I'm a pastor, people appreciate hearing that. Um, and um, I want to begin by saying I think both perspectives um, whether just war theory or pacifism are fully Christian perspectives, and I'm not even sure it's right from a from a sort of a big big boat, big umbrella perspective to say one is right or wrong. They're both positions that fall in, within the framework of Christian orthodoxy. They can't both be correct in the sense that they're both true because they they contradict each other at places. But, but Christian historic Christian orthodoxy is like that. We understand those things that must be believed everywhere and by all to make us Christian. For example, the resurrection of Jesus Christ bodily from the dead. You take that out, it's no longer Christian. But within the framework of that core creedal consensus, there's room for diversity about how to apply our beliefs and our core moral principles and, and so there's a moral principle about not murdering in the Ten Commandments. And both those who hold the pacifism and both those, those who do, hold the just war are trying to think through ways to faithfully live those out. And so Christians for centuries have understood both can be faithful um, expressions of Christian faith. For me, um, I'm in the just war camp. Um, I have an undergraduate degree in history. Um, history is my hobby, and military history is my hobby, and I find studying war fascinating. But every year that goes by, and the more I learn, the more I'm disgusted and horrified by war making. It's just unbelievable the, the level of cruelty and destruction that humans can foist upon each other um, in terms of war making, and, and how often. Um, it's done in the name of something quote-unquote noble when it's not. So I, I, I hate war. I think it's horrible. I'm grateful I've never had to participate in war. I'm grateful um, didn't have to serve in the military. Um, but from my perspective, I think that core principle that um, if I'm being threatened personally as a follower of Jesus, I would believe you know I shouldn't act violently in response. I think the Sermon on the Mount gives me that command. But once there's a third party, um, someone else at play who's being threatened and can't defend themselves, then I think the moral calculus changes. And I don't think Jesus intended for us to ignore that. Therefore, I think there's a place for policing. And I think good Christian people can participate in the police force. And and I, I hope they would. I hope that actually that can be salt and light and, and minimize the times when 
policing is misused. And we've seen that there's there's certain, like in, in the United States, we have police forces where there are um, police officers who are racist and they act out of racism. Or there's policies that um, promote inequity, even if they're not intended to do so. And there's just, you know, when you have force and power, it's easy to misuse it. And so the more people who are trying to follow Jesus in the midst of those structures, I think helps mitigate it from um, being misused and turned into something unjust. Um, so it's it's such a tension, isn't it, in a broken, fallen world? Um, I think we'd all agree it's so important to have a policing force, and yet we know it can go bad. And that it's just hard to sort that out. Um, so I think that that is actually then, it's out of that principle that, the right understanding of military exists, that a nation state forms and it exists to create a space, um, a good nation state does, where people can thrive as human beings, they can flourish as human beings. And there are always threats against that. And so to create um, entities that stand against those threats um, as a deterrent, hopefully always just a deterrent, but at times when absolutely necessary to defend um, folks who are, are, in a sense, innocent in the context of war making, I think it's right and good. So, you know, I think it was right and good for the United States to fight Germany and Japan in World War II. I know that's a hard one to argue against, but I really think it does stand the test um, of that. I think in Ukraine right now, um, it's right and good for the Ukrainian military, and also citizens who are volunteering to participate to defend their land, to defend people's lives and their way of lives and their homes that are threatened from a just a grave act of injustice against their country. Doesn't make it glorious, doesn't make it anything but utterly tragic and ugly. Um, it's, it's, a, it's not... Uh, you know, it's 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 the result of a broken, fallen world, but I think it can be a just act. I think one of the things too is is um, because I believe in just war. I think, um, and this may be a little controversial, and I've wrestled with this, but you know, I've wrestled with whether some of the language in the Psalms where where Israel prays against its enemies, if there's ever time for that. Like I've wondered, you know, if if. Uh, Vladimir Putin, um, the oligarchs in Russia got mad, decided to arrest him. If that would not be a good thing, if that might stop this war, and should I pray for that? Things like that. Um, that's more complicated. I probably just opened a can of worms. If I did, please forgive me. Um, I'm just sort of sharing what I wrestle with. Um, but I still, at the same time, even though I hold a just war, the just war position, I think what our pacifist sisters and brothers emphasize is so important that I only do that um, as a way to navigate the brokenness of a fallen world. It is never ultimate. Ultimately, I worship the God of peace. Ultimately, I worship the Lord of peace. Ultimately, I'm a citizen of a peaceable kingdom. And whatever way I participate in using force to sort of um, buttress against temporal evil it's tragic and horrible that it has to be done. It can never be celebrated. It can't be glorified in and of itself. I think, you know, people that act courageously and heroically in, in a good manner, that, that can be celebrated, I think, because we recognize that and see that. 
but the the war itself to celebrate it and think it's good and glorious that sort of warrior mentality there's no place for a christian to go there a christian has to stay away from that and understand that they're acting um against temporal evil in a broken and fallen world well it's all complicated it's not hard or it's quite hard to sort out and frankly for those of us who are not in the military it's not always a present reality so i think as i look at i just want to close with this you know how do I think about the situation in Ukraine? I pray for peace. I don't. I think that's the right thing to pray for. And then I pray for justice. Pray for peace and justice. I want the war to end. Um, and part of me just wants it to end, even if Russian wins, because so many horrible things are happening. But then I think, what's the price of that? So I, I don't know. God understands that, and I see that. So I pray for justice. I pray for peace. Um, and I pray that... For example, in the nation I live in, our governing authorities act wisely and justly in the way we can help as best as possible in that regard. So much more could be said. Lots of complicated questions. Everything I said, I can imagine 20 questions coming at me, and I understand that, and I don't pretend to act like these five podcasts exhaust any of this, but maybe it gives you some food for thought and can be a a sort of a, a starting block for you to think more deeply about this if you want to. God bless and have a great day.